0: You're listening to the Make Love to Life podcast. So let's make love to life. Manifesting love is like a science. (laughs) It requires you to understand both the law of attraction as well as the paradoxical nature of love itself. And so in this episode, I will take you on a journey into my own life of how I maneuvered myself through these nuances, because obviously it's part of the heart of my work and everything that I offer and the work that I do with others. And of course, I am living proof. I'm the full embodiment of of what it is that I teach. And so this episode is upon requests of uh, many people who read my posts on Instagram, just very beautiful comments I receive whenever I share anything about my relationship. And so I figured, okay, it's time to uh, share a little bit more about how it all came about. uh, Because this love journey is quite an epic one and quite a unique one. And so I've wrapped it in the main teachings I've received, which with all my heart, I want to pass on to you. And with it, I also want to announce that I have launched two new courses, one called Catch Your Queen, which is for men and one, attract your king, which is for women. And so you can go to idaretolove.com to to see more about what these courses are about. Hmm. (laughs) So today, I want to take you on an epic love journey. Today, I want to share with you some of my personal insights when it comes to manifesting love and I want to share with you a little bit more about uh, the intricate details of what brought Ruan and I together and uh, how it is that the power of love and the deep trust that both of us had allowed me to cross over from Peru to Thailand during world lockdown. And really take a risk, take a big leap of faith. Even though it didn't feel like that to us. To us, it actually felt like a certainty, like a knowing. And so today I want to share some of the uh, secrets to manifestation. And uh, go a little bit deeper into how you know that you can trust. Because that's really what it comes down to, right? Trust. And trust, anyway, is very interesting because it's a sensation, and yet we use one word for something that keeps on evolving, because probably for yourself as well, you you can see that, yeah, over the years, you're simply in a space now that you can trust more, but somehow we use this one word. So it can get a little confusing, no? Because when I look at myself, the only way I can define the kind of trust that I felt deep. In the core of my bones I can I can simply say yeah it it was a trust or it is a trust that was incomparable to any other trust I'd ever known and so to make that step for love to leave everything behind leave my home my community my comfort the known um, Mm -hmm. to basically launch myself in a country that is uh, very very different to meet a man who I had only met once So today i'm gonna gift you a couple of key points uh when it comes to manifesting love Um, through my story through the embodied experience because those who know me obviously this is the core of my business the core of my life purpose how to break patterns of the past how to let go of negative experiences of the past and not allow those to discourage you, but rather to encourage you to open the heart again and to trust more and to love even greater. Because obviously many of us have had experiences that were challenging, especially when it comes to love or perhaps even just the imprint of knowing what it feels like uh, to lose a love or to need to go through a breakup, you know? That very often can cause the heart to shut down. So my quest really became like, how can I use the tools that I've learned uh, in the tantric path during those five years that I learned, that I lived in India, and uh, the shamanic path, uh, the five years that I lived in South America, predominantly in Peru. How can I use all of these um, advanced and yet ancient spiritual tools to break those patterns, to ultimately open up to the greatest desire which I feel is part of the base of humanity, you know? to be with your life partner, to walk your path with your life partner. So anything I create or anything I offer has nothing to do with um, just connecting with anyone or just um, attracting anyone. It's like, I think there's a lot of people currently who've had enough of wasting time or feeling like they, they yet again um, have experienced a relationship was that was there to teach them something, no? Like, bueno, sometimes we need relationships to learn more deeper layers about ourselves. But there comes a point where it's just enough. And I can speak for myself, no? Like, that was really where I was at. And so, yeah, where to start? Maybe I start at the point, like, right before Ruán. In my life because it was quite significant in the way that uh, I positioned myself energetically towards the universe. Um, just a little backstory before I, I share this point. Uh, the backstory is that Ruan and I actually met at the beginning of 2017. It was a very brief encounter. Um, I was already living in Peru at the time. He was visiting and there was a mutual friend of ours that connected us. Uh, because we're both entrepreneurs, we both hold a lot of wisdom, and we're very, uh, yeah, we're just very passionate about sharing. And so we came together, uh, he was setting up a YouTube channel, and we created a video together, and that was it, basically. Like, there was no space for small talk, for getting to know each other. Um, It was really just to the point. And yet something about him left an imprint. Which for me is rare, you know? Like, I've, I've traveled the world, like, I've traveled a lot, a lot, a lot. And so, of course, I've, I've met so many people on my path, and it's rare for me to, like, not even get to know someone, but yet choose to stay in contact with them. However, Ruan was one of these people. So, we sporadically would keep in contact, um, mainly the, the communication, let's say once or sometimes twice a year, would um, remain professional. So either discussing um, strategies that we were implementing, or discussing certain clients that we had, or commenting on each other's posts, and I became more and more intrigued by his podcast channel, and he became more and more intrigued by my Instagram uh, posts and everything that I was writing, to the point where he invited me onto his podcast. This was the summer of 2020, so almost exactly a year ago, it was August, um, and even when we opened that uh, interview, one of the first things he said was that he has a timer on his phone, that doesn't allow him to go on Instagram very much, I think he had a, a maximum of five minutes, no? like he's one of these people that really wants to limit screen time as much as possible, and that he openly admitted that I was one of the profiles that he wanted to look at. No. And I openly admitted that his podcast was the only one I was listening to at the time, and it was true. And I listened to his podcast because he has such a beautiful way of uh, sharing the perspective of the masculine, which obviously, for me as a woman, also working with men, is necessary. You know, like we we have to open up to see, like how does the man uh, think, and um, to really hear it from the male perspective can be really humbling and a profound addition to the way that. I do the work with men because obviously men can choose to work with a woman or with a man for different reasons right like there's a component that each can hold um, that can be very complementary in its nature so yeah we had that interview and I think all along both of us have been uh, attracted to each other and later we also realized that both of us uh, respected each other or his words were exactly i respect you too much to flirt with you and uh and yet both of us saw each other as almost like this symbol no? of like yeah this is the kind of person i want to be with like those were the exact words i chose when talking to um my girlfriend saying you know i got invited onto this podcast this guy is really the type of man i want to be with just what he embodies, the way he thinks, the way he shares, the way he's passionate about his path purpose, how he walks it in integrity, like all of these core values. Um, Yeah, which brings me to the first point that I wanna share, core values. Because what I see very often are two mistakes, either people complaining too much, generalizing, right? Like generalizing uh, men, men are as such, blah, 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 because of the experiences women have had, or what they see around them. But by speaking those same words and focusing on the thing you don't want, then that still remains the subject and therefore potentially can be what you attract because the more you focus on something, the more that will be present in your reality, either through observation or what you attract. Um, And this happens for men and women both, right? Whereas when we wanna open up to really attracting a higher quality, than anything we've ever experienced, because that's truly what it comes down to when we talk about manifesting the love you desire. Very often, it is the the unknown, the 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 love that you can feel deeply inside your heart exists. Uh, that isn't, you know, the fairy tale rainbows and sunshine and everything is always great. But really, the realistic uh, two feet on the ground, we meet each other eye to eye, and we can be as authentic and honest as as possible and have fun. In our partnership and move as a unity when we step into that vibration there's like there's a no i want to believe there's a knowing there's an innate knowing from our primal self what it means to walk your path with your with your partner with your life partner with the love of your life and yet for many of us having had experiences that were quite the opposite it's like yeah you're fabricating it out of nothingness that's kind of what it comes down to maybe some people have it have uh uh, examples in their life Um obviously an example of a of a couple on instagram is a whole different story even though i i would you know i am sharing my love story to be that inspiration for you and i know that very soon i'm going to start writing the book about it because there's something so unique about my path of purpose and the way that we are um, representing uh, the power of polarity within our relationship that i just need to share more of with the world because the amount of reflection i get from people who just want to hear more uh, to basically be reminded that a love like this exists so to not drift off too much i believe everyone knows from an innate perspective that this love exists for you too and yet you have to create it out of nothingness and you have to therefore trust in it right and so core values are essential when it comes to Pointing your arrow or understanding the law of attraction to the base of what that means. The law of attraction is you are what you attract. Very simple. So the more you are in integrity with your core values, of which integrity probably is one or has to be one. And, you know, when I look at my own path of becoming, obviously I lived in some of the most uh, powerful lands, I would say, especially lust. Ten years, uh, you know, India, predominantly Peru, but also the surrounding countries. Yeah, it taught me a lot when it comes to core values and continuing the journey of deepening the connection with what does it mean to be truthful. I think a lot of us, like this, is a whole topic on its own. But like a lot of us like to claim that we want to be truthful, but do you ignore the small details that actually are part of fully standing in integrity of what it means to be truthful and? when it comes to following up actions to words like i think a lot of us sometimes have these moments where you just kind of let it slip by but the more we actually polish those edges and the more we allow the deepening of the connection that you have with your core values and therefore practice them in the already existing relationships such as friendships and family members the universe is listening constantly who are you who who like it literally comes down to becoming the person that you want to fall in love with and i certainly deeply believe that core values are part of it to become that quality that you um to be the example by 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 yeah really embodying those qualities right and therefore seeing how friendships flourish at least that's really what i've seen in my life and therefore ultimately get to a point of being able to attract such quality in your partner. So, this is one thing that I wanted to bring across regarding manifesting love. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Yeah, and then there's two things. Uh, one is uh, two additional things. So, the first is core values, the second is burn the list, burn whatever list you are creating, whatever projection uh, outward of who this person needs to be, uh, what their job, what their hair color, what, you know, I had times in the far, far past where, you know, because I have such an international background, uh, one of my requirements, <laughs> thinking that this is a requirement to my happiness, right, is to encounter someone who either has a international background like me or at least is bilingual, um, thinking that that would make me feel more at home, which sometimes, it is the case right like there's something about the complexity of the way that i was raised uh, that is unique uh, when it comes to true understanding but that doesn't mean that i can only feel at home with people who have had such a um, multicultural background but anyway i had this list right and that was one of the things that i just uh, i don't know i thought of mentioning and i don't know like needing to be an entrepreneur blah 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 blah, blah no And what happens is like, sure, maybe these are the components of what it is that you need to, to, you know, get to your sense of happiness. But ultimately, what it is that we're after is a sense of happiness. So the question becomes not what is this long freaking list of who this supposed imaginary person needs to be, but rather what is the feeling you would like to feel when being around them? And so... The projection, projecting outward is uh, such a habit of so many people. Um, even in in the work that I do with clients, whenever I I flip that exercise around inward instead of outward, there is a there is a, a difficulty for many people because I don't know maybe you know the people who teach about manifestation focus a lot on the envisioning and the projecting and the already uh, becoming before its reality type of thing, like the imagining imagining before its reality type of thing, like fake it until you make it, which I disagree with. And so my suggestion is burn the list and become clear about the feeling. And what I saw over the years, because, I mean, intimacy, uh, relationship, breaking patterns of the past has been part of so much of my work. I mean, in the past, my work was much broader. Uh, but obviously it uh, specified along the years to really honor what is my specialty, what is my ultimate fascination, what is the thing that I've seen such great transformation in all the clients I've worked with worldwide uh, through individual work, healing sessions, one-on-one coaching, uh, retreats, uh, workshops, you name it. No, And it just has taught me a lot through observation, but of course also living life and uh, always having had... Um, I mean, call it obsession slash fascination for love stories, no? Because love is such a mystery. It is such a, it has such a paradoxical nature, and therefore, books and poetry and like everything really is based about love, no? And and so that's been my journey to really see, like, yeah, what are these secret keys? And it really often comes down to the paradox, no, and not the obvious. So the last point I want to make about the the, the, the list of, uh you know, the points of what this supposed pe- person needs to embody. What happens is you create a tunnel vision. Like he or she has to be, tuck, 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 tuck. but then it becomes such a tunnel vision that anything uh that is perhaps attracted into your reality that doesn't quite match, it becomes this mental analytical story, right? Where you start analyzing and seeing whether it fits or not in accordance to this freaking list. And so the tunnel vision actually, uh, yeah, prevents you from being open and may even prevent you from seeing what's right in front of you, if that makes sense. Um, so it's interesting because right before Ruan reached out, there were two very uh, particular things that happened to me. One of them was really the dropping... because you know i've done these burning rituals in retreats uh you know it, it, it's like these rituals have been part of it but very often it's like the shedding of those layers to really get to the core of what is what does it truly mean to embody that and what i saw is that life was continuously asking me to just simplify simplify and i remember getting to a place where when well, no, the one word i used which I wanted to feel, uh, which for me would be like the sign of like, yes, I know that this is my person, is the feeling I'm at home. I would symbolize it in the feeling of home. Because to me, when I'm home, when you're home, you're relaxed, you, you either dress nicely or you don't. You either walk around naked or you do your hair, you wash your hair, you don't you're either up or down you you know what i mean like sometimes you're fresh sometimes you're not sometimes you're awake sometimes you're grumpy sometimes you're whatever so for me to be at home with someone means i ultimately feel so relaxed in the same way of being all of me in the way that i am when i'm at home at when i'm alone at home and uh, that's to me a, a feeling that i can just summarize in the home and uh yeah so it's it's like it there's there's no question whether it clicks there's no analytical needing to figure out whether it clicks or whether it fits or whether it is meant to, it's just like you're either home or you're not like it really is like that and i i could feel the essence of that before Ruwan and re-entered my life like i i felt it so clearly uh, because of a particular experience i had before one came into my reality again that experience before him just showed me like fuck you know if we're trying to shape shift or hold back or if what we are showing or revealing to not intimidate or overpower or what it's like uh, then it becomes such a calculation of like pluses and minuses that is not really how love wants to flow it either flows or it doesn't and it's really as simple as that and so I, i just see a lot of struggle in the dating world a lot of just this effort constantly and especially people on the spiritual path because we're so we've gotten so used to all of this inner work and the therapies and the workshops and the retreats and it really is comes down to a balance it's like sure you're allowed to have a relationship that challenges you or perhaps triggers you in in ways that can help you uh uh, release certain traumas but if that becomes your mission then any relationship you're going to attract is uh, going to be hard and people who come to me are done with all of this freaking hard work like they're ready to learn through ease to learn that love can be easeful that a true empowering relationship that is filled with a mature way of connecting an emotional expression and unconditional mutual support can be easeful regardless of the challenges that come because challenges are inevitable right don't go looking for them anyway i feel like i'm drifting off um this was the second point i wanted to make regarding the list right and really like how do you embody that sensation become the person you want to fall in love with and then the third is the hardest and you know i've built courses around this um you know dare to love being um my most successful and famous course for everything that i do like i really feel like dare to love is is the course that people come to me for um and in that course we basically move towards the ability to receive it sounds very simple right to receive because here's all this work and you're, you know, pointing the arrow into the heart of your vision. You know what it is you want. You, you've become clear about this feeling, da-da-da. But it's all quite of the penetrative aspect of your being. And I mean, those who know me, all my work is based on the tantric principles of the masculine and the feminine. And so regardless of your gender, you have the penetrative force. You have the lingam consciousness, which is something I've, I've called it that, no? Lingam Being the Sanskrit name for uh, the male genitals and yoni being um, the female uh, sexual organs so lingam consciousness yoni consciousness regardless of gender you either penetrate or you receive you're either in action or inaction Um, and so there's this masculine component in us that is more developed I would say in, in most of us right where uh, we're familiar in taking action and being in control. Let's call it that. Being in control because when you know where you're going and you know what action you're taking in order to get to that goal, that's your masculine. But when it comes to make love to life, manifestation, because making love, right, is when something new is created. And you need both the masculine and the feminine. And so... To penetrate, okay. To get clear, okay. To embody that feeling, okay. But then to surrender, to open up, to be in so much trust that you can close your eyes, knowing that the universe really knows what it is that you've been praying for and what your true desire goes out to. And then to let go. To let it all go in order to have it all. And so this is something that I've been practicing in my life. Everything I teach, I've been practicing in my life. And I'd seen success in my own life, whether, you know, in regards to the upgrade. I'd seen success in my clients. But then something profoundly shifted. It was almost... And again, I just want to remind you, you know, like sometimes words are so freaking limited. When we talk about trust, there's these infinite layers of how deep we can sink. And with receptivity, with the yoni consciousness, it comes down to the same thing. There's just these infinite layers because receiving can be a lifelong mission to deepen and deepen and deepen the connection that you have with what it ultimately means to surrender, right? And so, you know, I'd been shedding all these layers, but something profound happened right before Ruan knocked on my door again. And uh, I'd had a particular experience with a lover, Uh, this person left and i was relieved because you know this was all during uh, covid and during lockdown Um, i was relieved because on the one hand it was fun and on the one hand that was exactly what i needed for that time but i knew when it started it was going to be for a limited time and i'm not the type of person to fuck around i'm not the type of person to want to invest any of my energy into lovers i mean i gave that up years ago because i'm just a serious woman a high quality woman who doesn't just want to give her energy to just anyone and uh and yet in the quarantine i decided like "Mm, here we are locked down whatever let's have some fun everything else in life was flowing so beautifully that i just wanted to have fun so i made a prayer for a lover a lover came it was great to a certain degree right because there's a huge difference between a lover and a beloved and with a lover you just You won't go deep or you can't go deep. In my case, I felt like I couldn't. And it was fine because that was, you know, that was that. But when he left, I was relieved and I literally was kind of like, okay, great, great experience, great manifestation of that prayer. But actually, I just got reminded of why I gave up lovers years ago. And it was because I'm done. I'm done with those experiences, regardless of how good the sex can be. Uh, and so i dropped it all really for the first time i dropped it all and it's something you can't fake right like i dropped it in the sense of like when well, somehow i know i'm not gonna find the love of my life here in the valley i don't know how to explain that feeling right it was just a clear insight sometimes we're so connected to knowing right sometimes words like that can be a protection mechanism like, oh, I'm not going to find this person here, uh, just to like not need to open the heart. But for me, it was just like a, a knowing that somehow I would find this person elsewhere. So I said to myself, we're in lockdown. There's no quality men here. This is just, you know what? I'm going to put all this good, powerful, juicy sexual energy into my business and into my creations and blah, blah, blah. No, like, I'm good like, I'm really good. If I need to be more patient, I'll be more patient. That was my attitude. And I was happy about it. It wasn't a compromise, like, oh, fuck, here we go into celibacy, doing my tantric practices solo and, you know, digging deeper into the heart. No, it was really like, okay, thanks for that experience. No need for that. I'll wait. Thank you, gods. No? And uh, yeah, that's when I got the invitation for the podcast. That's where during that interview, which I'm very happy to put the, the link, uh, below this, uh, below this podcast episode. I'll put the link of the podcast episode of uh, me and Ruan. Because in that podcast, it was really the first time we openly expressed the chemistry and the flirtation. And it was so obvious that listeners who don't even know us that well reflected this to us. And it was fun it was juicy and it was honest and you know he asked me profound questions and actually the the episode was about conscious celibacy and how to use it whilst doing tantric practices for eliminating patterns in relationship and aligning the heart and the sexual center which are two power centers that very often speak a different language right so funny enough that was the core of that interview uh but very much we also talked about patterns in love and I remember asking him a couple of questions. And after the interview was done, I was buzzing. I was buzzing like, wow. Yeah, because I've just always been so intrigued by him. I just find him, I've always find him very, very attractive. So I said to myself, okay, I'm, I'm intrigued by the answers he gave me regarding the, the patterns that he encountered in his path of love. And obviously the, the theme of uh, conscious celibacy to remove patterns in love was his personal interest. So I understood he was at a place in life where he wanted to break through something because he's serious. And so I said, okay, well, no, I'm going to invite him to doing a session exchange. And my intention was simply to get to know him a little better. Years before this, I had promised myself that I'm not going to invest in, you know, distant relationships. I'd had a few experiences that taught me that you know there are certain things that can only truly be discovered by living life together by seeing the person in action and so to not i just i don't know i just told myself years ago like i'm not not gonna fall in love with someone online like i'm not gonna feed uh, the idea of a relationship by afar and so that wasn't even though i'm attracted to him and you know even though there was maybe a part of the little devil inside me that knew i was playing with fire i just wanted to propose those sessions because i i really was intrigued and i really wanted to get to know him and somehow i didn't even think about where this all could lead because i'm not that person to do things online i'm old school i've never been on dating apps i'm old school like i trust so much in vibration that i trust that the right person will somehow end up right in front of me right and uh yeah i mean with Ruan i I even had the thought well if if this is meant to work out i trust that at some point in the future we will end up being in the same country at the same time because it's happened before right and uh yeah so he agreed to doing those sessions and we went really deep really dark really immediately like in a such a profound honest authentic uh sometimes very difficult way and therefore uh very intriguing right because it showed the willingness from both of us uh, to open up to reveal our shadows uh, and the openness and the willingness to be guided by someone we're attracted to into our blind spots right the things that we have hidden from ourselves but have to surface in order to grow and uh, it was just really profound it uh, i mean i can speak for myself that it, it wasn't easy at all um, to break open like that in front of someone I was immensely attracted to and yet it was also my deepest desire something I had spoken of in the past many times where I said you know I I want to fall in love I want to fall apart in the arms of a man I can truly trust like that has been one of my greatest desires all along and he offered that space and again, still, I didn't think, oh, this is going to lead to something. I actually thought I was practicing the surrender in the trusting. You know what I mean? Cause sometimes we practice the elements, the components that we desire to attract in a relationship. And, um, he saw it differently. He saw that uh, this was so powerful and so, um, yeah i mean he couldn't stop thinking about me in a way that he had to say something and so he did and i'm really happy he did and i was already writing in my diary about him and he was writing in his journal about me and yeah it really just feels like perhaps that's the way we really truly needed to break the ice to show how what a power team we are in being able to hold space for each other Uh, but also the authenticity that we truly embody and not just blah, blah, online and what we share and what we teach, but really who we are deep down to the core of our beings. Like that level of authenticity is rare. It's really freaking rare. Um, So he broke the ice. We started sharing stories. We started sharing dreams. Little by little, you know, the petals of this blooming rose just unfolded and unfolded one by one. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. I can really say that from the beginning, it's not been a fairy tale and up in the clouds, for sure. There was profound, profound feelings of uh, you know being super in love, like sticky teenage type of love, but somehow super mature, somehow feet on the ground uh not avoiding the difficult conversations not avoiding the things that we were working on in those sessions not avoiding the past and the patterns and the fears and insecurities and the you know it's like it was all part of our coming together and more and more very quickly actually um i could just feel the energy solidifying i could just feel how we were building on this um strong foundation together and so obviously we were looking at uh, you know what is the step the world was in lockdown there was no you know, end in sight to this pandemic um, I love Peru and initially I, I saw him coming there he loves Thailand and he saw me coming here so obviously, since I'm in Thailand, this is the step that was taken. And uh, yeah, I mean, from my part, I can say that, you know, it wasn't like we were constantly trying to investigate, like, what is the right moment to leave? But we just opened up to allowing that guidance to come and to know that it would come in the right moment. So I went on a journey to a very sacred mountain in Peru, in the Andes, called Apoa Sangate. And there is a lake there. Um, Lago Otorongo where I went to make an offering I was there with a group of people um, basically the family of the Sacred Valley and um, it was an epic journey we got stuck in a snowstorm uh, it's such a beautiful it's one of my favorite places maybe even one of my favorite places on earth and I just I felt so clearly like I had to go there make this offering and, and really ask for blessings no, on this journey because it wasn't just going to be a journey of like oh yeah I take a flight and let's see if it works it had to be a journey of of uh, closing something profound energetically in peru which had been my home for five years a place that i had established a deeper anchor than maybe anywhere on this planet in, in this lifetime simply because of my you know international upbringing and the way that i continue to move uh, throughout my adult life in a very nomadic way like the the roots i established there were unlike anything i'd experienced before so even the the sacrifice right because it really was a sacrifice of that letting go and then on top of that the insecurity of stepping on a plane not knowing if i could even make it to thailand because initially i went to holland where i'm from where my parents are knowing that with uh this passport probably the access to thailand would be easier but still when i flew the the borders were still closed so it wasn't we didn't know it really was a pilgrimage no So, bueno, I went to Apo Sangate, made this offering, and it was just so clear the way I received the message, um, you know, from the mountains or from my inner being or however you want to interpret these moments of pure alignment and clarity. Um, yeah, it just, it was really clear. Leave now. Like, it was really like, now is the moment. So I came home from the mountains. I booked my ticket. And i had two weeks to wrap everything up and it was very stressful (laughs) very stressful sometimes it's that pressure that we need to just move things right move mountains um yeah to get things moving so anyway i'm not going to bore you with the whole journey because it took about two months to get to thailand (laughs) i think uh, it's enough to say that uh, the trust that we both felt and the foundation that we were building from afar is not this dream reality that so many people step into when they find someone online no they find someone online either through apps or through seeking on facebook which i know a lot of people do as well and you start talking but the stories that you choose to share with the other obviously the already the idolized version of what you want the other to see but then the other does the same and then it becomes this like la la woo, woo rainbows and fairies type of thing and ultimately when you meet each other it like can't work out because there are all of these other facets to life and all of these other faces that have to have to be discovered in real life and so you know the true power like i said in the beginning comes down to really honoring your core values to be ultimately truthful to be ultimately and truthful means not just to admit the truth in the way that you see it or what your opinion is but truthful about your freaking scars and limitations or the thing that you're working on or where you're most challenged no which is really what ruan and i dove into and in the right from the start and somehow i mean this is why i have to write a book about it because it's like fuck i mean okay this part does really sound like from a fairy tale but i have to say it because it's really my experience no somehow it almost feels like it's it was always meant to be us like uh when you compare the journeys we've taken and the moments of insight regarding love and relationship and when all of the experimentation and the studying and looking and the adventure and the seeking when it all was over and just this clear knowing of like yeah i'm ready I'm ready to really go deep i'm ready and very often we need those experiences of the past to get us to this point right when i look at little one and i i mean it's so freaking obvious i mean just to look at the house uh, that we have created here, no, which was an abandoned house that we fixed up together and how we've really like from the ground up basically established this structure that is the physical, uh, representation of, of how we build things together in such ease, no? Cause I don't know if you've ever moved with an ex partner or I so f- very often hear stories of people trying to have a, a project together and always like, uh, getting into discussions over the smallest little details of what color this or what where does this object need to go or what blah blah blah. blah. it's like wow like it is actually possible to be with someone who is so complimentary to you that there's no need to me 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 about the things that don't really matter because you just honor each other's strengths which very often between men and women are opposing right it's not like i'm going to build a bed like it's just not in me he is the one who built the bed i'm the one who chooses the the cut co- like oh i love picking the colors like it, it, there's nothing that makes me happier than creating the atmosphere and the nuances of the interior right sorry i'm drifting off a little bit anyway what i'm trying to say is you know where we are now engaged um but you know even before we got engaged it was already so clear like yeah of course we're getting married um and of course we're going to create a family together and you know getting our puppies was really the first you know way of experiencing our family life and seeing these aspects of our of my femininity my mother self and his masculinity his father self come out and it just continues to like bring us more food for loving more deeply and uh yeah you know i i also really want to be honest like it's not been easy you know uh coming here Uh, i think challenges are inevitable but i hope you can also feel me deeply when i say you know everything i sacrificed in in peru even though it really felt like intuitively it really felt like the right moment to to close something there but of course we're talking about five years of establishing um a home, a position in the community, deep connections. I know my, my way around that. It's like, I mean, I can make a whole list of, you know, what I left behind and coming to a culture that is really opposing, a climate that is really opposing, um, finding my way in a what to me is a big city, you know, Chiang Mai, coming from a tiny little town. Um, so all of these things really touched me. Because it wasn't just a transition, and I mean, I grew up internationally. I am an expert in immigration, I would say. My first immigration was at four weeks old. So my nature is adaptable. I've learned countless languages and studied uh, cultures, uh, not just because I was an immigrant, but also because it fascinates me deeply. And this time was the first time I was so confronted on so many levels, all simultaneously, you no? Know? and yet being with the love of my life and yet building our foundation together so it was really this yeah, mourning, this death right? the mourning of a previous self of mine the the letting go of this other archetype of who I am as a woman to make room for this new archetype as a woman um, yeah the archetype of uh... Ooh, I mean there's many ways of looking at it, right? it's the Yeah, the queen and the king because it's the prince and the princesses that um need experiences and are perhaps a little bit more selfishly involved in the processes that they need to go through in order to learn and get somewhere and you know there's more emotional manipulation even though most of us don't call it that it's like you know the the provocation of, of particular dramatic events to just accelerate whatever is experienced to have more sight and sensual uh sensory experiences and la 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 but then there comes a moment where you step into a higher archetype i don't know if king or queen resonates with you but i'm just going to go with that because that is a very mature way of um, becoming a unity and being a team and creating a kingdom and from that position somehow the acts become more selfless it's like preparing for parenthood is the most selfless thing you can step into so even though my job is selfless in itself, no, because it's for the purpose of others, there throughout the journey and experiences I've had, there was always still that main focus on myself, and all of that is changing, right? Anyway, I don't need to go too much into that. I think the only point I really wanted to make at the end of this uh, episode is that you know there's a there's a neat, when it comes to stepping into a relationship like this regardless of whether you need to f- fly across the world to be with your, with the love of your life, there is a need for letting go, for letting go of the old, for surrendering, for uh, creating energetic space for something new to develop in whatever this new archetype is of who you are becoming in that scenario. And, you know, in my case, it was just represented by all these components ex- external to my experience, internal, but I know this as a hard fact because there are so many of my clients that found their life partner when working with me or doing their to love. It's, it's like I've, I've seen the similarities of what happens and it's really this two things happening at the same time where it's almost like a heartbreak and a heart expansion all at the same time because something really has to die to allow those deeper states of love to enter and to be experienced. And so adjustment is needed. And sometimes I wonder, you know, especially after having uh, gone through the, the biggest uh, ways of transformation of what it takes to really recalibrate, it uh, makes me wonder if this is part of the self-sabotage that so many of us um, provoke. Because as much as many people say they want and desire love, we get in our own way because we're too attached to the archetypes of our past, or we're too attached to the patterns we like to play out, but very often it's the patterns that get in the way of, for example, to surrender, to let the other take the lead, um, or we get in our own way when it comes to allowing ourselves to be supported. Um, this was a pattern of mine in the past, no, to somehow be Uh, the main support in my relationships but longing for a man who can support me so ultimately coming to thailand uh, not knowing anyone or anything and being confronted with a culture shock and missing many components of my previous uh, life it uh, pushed me more and more and more into surrender in allowing his support in allowing him to take the lead because ultimately he knows his way around here and so these details i'll i'll continue sharing in other episodes and in the posts that i write on on instagram and uh the book that will be coming uh i mean i'll I'll definitely start writing it in a couple of months from now like start writing it i'm just trying to get a sense of the the voice uh how to because it yeah it has to be a story right it has to yeah anyway i'm still waiting for the voice to come if that makes sense but there's a lot to these details of breaking patterns and opening and surrendering and allowing the old to shed in order for the new to get have the space to grow but ultimately challenges are inevitable and when i speak so highly of this relationship and this freaking epic journey right from the start right from the moment we reconnected last august there's been ease ease when moving through the darkness of whatever it is that both of us needed to shed from our own personal lives ease when overcoming all of these freaking obstacles when crossing the world during world lockdown ease with these first steps of me being here in thailand that were difficult even on a physical level because i had severe insomnia i had digestive issues um you know i didn't i felt like i was from a different planet so of course there were all of these challenges right but somehow we move we continue to move through challenges with ease and That's to me what it feels like to be at home with someone, because when you're at home, you're relaxed. When you're at home, you allow yourself to be. And he has seen and proven to love all of me. He's encouraged me over and over and over again to open more, to share more, the the beauty and the ugly and even the ugly is not seen as ugly because it's beautiful if we allow it to be seen and yeah ease like in true partnership ease can be part of the whole story so as a final note it's just like a reminder and i know i've i've shared this uh, i think in the beginning when i started sharing there's this sense and the sense has to just simply click If there's anything in you that feels like you need to hold back or show more of this or calculate what you say in order to get a particular response or to avoid that other response that you don't really want, then it becomes an analytical blah, blah, no? That can go on and on and on just to kind of force the balance that ultimately is shown to you that it's not there naturally. So it's almost like in an unnatural way, you're trying to force the balance. Whereas if we are really true to ourselves, if we're really true to who are you, how do you move with your core values, how do you move in all of your other relationships? And if you're not happy with your friendships, for example, then freaking upgrade the way that you are and how you express, like be the example of what you wish to see, like be the person you wanna fall in love with. And so ultimately, the reminder is it either clicks or it doesn't. It's really, it really can be that simple. If you want a relationship of ease, if you want a relationship of complexity, then forget about what I said. <laughs> I, yeah. Thank you so much for listening. And as a sweet reminder, please go check out com, where you can find more information about the two courses that I've just launched. Catch your queen for men. And attract your king for women. So these are pure creations of passion. <laughs> Not just through life experience and everything that I encountered on my path of loving, uh, but obviously very much what I've learned through working so intimately with men and women from all over the world for the last decade. And so in these courses, I've really simplified the information and I've tackled the main challenges that I see men and women go through in the dating world. And so if you're ready to catch your queen and attract your king, go to to idaretolove.com. You're listening to the Make Love to Life podcast, the place where we uncover all the barriers that prevent you from experiencing deeper intimacy. If you are looking to attract love and authentic partnership, then hit the subscribe button and go to my website nalayachakana.com to sign up for my private group, Make Love to Life. See you there.